1 Chronicles chapter 8 Benjamin became the father of Bela, his firstborn, Ashbel the second, Ahara the third, Nohar the fourth, Rapha the fifth. Bela had sons, Adar, Gerar, Abihud, Abishua, Naaman, Ahoa, Gerar, Shephufan, and Huram. These are the sons of Ahud. These are the heads of fathers' households of the inhabitants of Geba, who were carried away to Manahath. Naaman, Ahijah, and Gera, who carried them captive and became the father of Usa and Ahihud. Shaharim became the father of children in the field of Moab after he had sent them away. Hushim and Baara were his wives. By Hodesh his wife, he became the father of Jobab, Zibia, Misha, Malcolm, Jeuz, Shekiah, and Mirma. These were his sons, heads of fathers' households. By Hushim, he became the father of Abitab and Elpaal. The sons of Elpaal, Eba, Misham, and Shemed, who built Ono and Lod with its towns, and Beriah and Shema, who were the heads of fathers' households of the inhabitants of Aijalon, who put to flight the inhabitants of Gath, and Ahio, Shashak, and Jeremoth, Zebediah, Arad, Eda, Michael, Ishpah, Johar, the sons of Beriah. Zebediah, Meshalem, Hizki, Heba, Ishmerai, Isliah, Jobab, the sons of Elpaal. Shechem, Zikri, Zabdi, Elianai, Zilathai, Eliel, Adaiah, Bereah, Shimrath. The sons of Shimi, Ishpan, Eba, Eliel, Abdon, Zikri, Hanan, Hananiah, Elam, Anathathijah, Ipdiah, Penuel. The sons of Shashak. Shamsharai, Shehariah, Ataliah, Jaarashiah, Elijah, Zikri, and the sons of Jeroham. These were the heads of fathers' households throughout their generations, chief men. These lived in Jerusalem. The father of Gibeon, whose wife's name was Maaka, lived in Gibeon. With his firstborn son, Abdon, Zur, Kish, Baal, Nadab, Gedor, Ahio, and Zekah. Mikloth became the father of Shimea. They also lived with their brothers in Jerusalem, near their brothers. Nea became the father of Kish. Kish became the father of Saul. Saul became the father of Jonathan, Malkishua, Abinadab, and Ishbaal. The son of Jonathan was Merib Baal. Merib Baal became the father of Micah. The sons of Micah, Python, Melech, Tereah, and Ahaz. Ahaz became the father of Jehodadah. Jehodadah became the father of Alameth, Asmaveth, and Zimri. Zimri became the father of Moser. Moser became the father of Binia. Raphael was his son, Eleazar his son, and Azel his son. Azel had six sons, whose names are these. Azrikam, Bokiru, Ishmael, Shiariah, Obadiah, and Hanan. All these were the sons of Azel, the sons of Eshek his brother. Ulam his firstborn, Jeush his second, and Eliphalet the third. The sons of Ulam were mighty men of valour, archers, and had many sons and sons' sons, 150. All of these were the sons of Benjamin. So this is the second time we've gone through the list of Benjamin. And um, we went through a list of Benjamin back in chapter 7 as well. And, um, but this seems like it's the real list of Benjamin. <laughs> and if you go back to the last video, you'll hear why that other one might possibly have been the sons of Zebulun. 
just labelled wrongly, possibly. And um, ah, so one of the things that all these genealogies does for us is reveals to us how based the Bible is in real history. There's no other religious books like the Bible at all. If you go and uh, you wanted to research other religions and you, you read something like uh, you know, Hindu pagan legends, it's, you don't have things like this, genealogies, listing just name, 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 name of, of people that lived thousands of years ago. If you read, read um, the, you know, the Quran, I've read portions of the Quran, it's all like poetic talking, but you don't have any of it stuff like this. They mention a few names, you know, you know, Muhammad's wife this, or, you know, but there's no like genealogies like this. If you go back to um, Buddha, ancient Buddhist writings, they're not grounded in history at all. So we get some of the history of these other things from other sources. But the Bible is very grounded in history and lists of genealogies like this are just so unusual. And it's one of the things that gives the Bible a very authentic feeling even if it's a bit dull at the time. So the good news for you is there's only nine chapters of these genealogies and we're just reading chapter eight now. So you've only got one to go and then we're gonna get back into some narrative. I just wanted to make one point before we finish this chapter and it'll be, this will be one of my quickest videos. <laughs> and that in this chapter is named a man called Azel, A-Z-E-L. And if we go all the way into the Minor Prophets in Zechariah chapter 14, verse 5, we have a prophecy. It says, You shall flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach to Azel. Yes, you shall flee, just like you fled in the days of Uzziah in the earthquake. Yahweh my God will come, and all the holy ones with you. So there's a prophecy, it's in Zeph Zechariah, and it's about... Uh, fleeing by the way of Azel. So uh, we'll talk about all of that when we get to it. But um, in that prophecy, Azel is a place. But in 1 Chronicles 8, Azel is a person. If you were to look very closely at a lot of these genealogies as we've been going through them, you'll have noticed, or you'll have picked up as you listened, that sometimes places and people are the same thing. And so what happens is you've got people that go and live in an area, so Azel goes and lives in an area. Now the place is called Azel, after the person. So for example, Bethlehem, where Jesus was, you know, Jesus is born, King David was born. When we were reading through um, the, the list of Benjamin, uh, was it Benjamin? Judah, one of the descendants of Judah was a man called Bethlehem. So there you go. So I thought it's very, very interesting observing that sometimes the names of places and the names of people are the same thing. And um, if you have time and you, you want to go beyond your Bible reading, searching the names of people and places through the Bible can make the Bible come alive and be rich. And then add on top of that the meanings of the names. So for example, the name of Bethlehem, uh, the name Bethlehem, the meaning of it in Hebrew is the house of bread. So Beth is the word house, and uh, you've got Beth El, which is the house of God. El is God. Beth Lehem, house of bread. So you've got meanings and names, and when you, dig into the, when you dig into names and places and meanings, a whole new level of, you know, God can talk to you in a whole new way. 
Jesus, of course, is the bread of life. And he was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. So Azel, another person who's a place, and a place that was included in prophecy in the book of Zechariah. So I personally have found these genealogies quite challenging, and um, it seems to me like the way to, to pull meaning out of them is to dig with a fine-tooth comb into the detail of it. And that's something I really haven't been able to do with the amount of preparation time I have for these videos. So I spend about an hour, an hour per chapter in preparing. In my car, I listen to commentators often a week or months, weeks or months in advance. Like I listened to the Chronicles commentator in my car months ago. But then I read as well. And so I read two or three commentators and I listen to a commentator and then I sit down and I write my notes. When you come to chapters like this, it's very, very hard to know what to say. And a lot of the commentators, they just say, for example, one of the commentators um, just said, there's nothing to comment on here and just skips the whole chapter. They don't make a comment. And the audio commentators I listened to just skipped these nine chapters entirely and didn't make any comments about these nine chapters. So the way to find things to say is to dig into the detail. It's hard to do that when you're only having an hour preparation per chapter. So I thank you for your patience and thank you that I haven't had a lot of significant things to say. But one of the things that's really obvious to me is how much significance is here if we had the time to dig into it. So it just gives us a sense of how big our God is, or at least it gives me that sense anyway. So Lord, I wanna thank you for the genealogies again, even though we barely skimmed the surface of them. But Lord, I wanna thank you that you've always had your people in the world and these chapters give a sense of how many people have lived and how long ago and how people have loved you right from the day one and we love you too. So Lord, bless us and help us to serve you with greater appreciation all the while, in Jesus' name. Amen.